Fusion and John Judah. <laughs> You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. What's going on, everybody? This is DJ Fusion of the Fusebox Radio Broadcast and BlackRadioEffect.com. We got some special extra podcast content this week for our lovely listeners. During this past Saturday, the Fusebox Radio family, along with fellow awesome podcasters of color, such as Phenom Black and Where's My 40 Acres, Chris of Movie Trailer Reviews, and Jay of the Nerpocalypse Network, were a part of a diversity panel at DC PodFest called Not All Podcasters Are White, which, for all of us on multiple levels, is right down our alley. We touched base on everything, including how we decided to get into podcasting, some of the experiences we've had from different populations trying to fit us into a box in terms of what they think we should talk about, especially if it got into maybe serious type of situations, how sometimes our own communities sometimes try to go ahead and fit us into a box, not just quote-unquote mainstream America or what have you. Some general stuff in terms of how do we get our press hustle on as indies, and plenty more here and there for about a good over 40 plus minutes. We had a good response from everybody, which is definitely appreciated. And we also had to give props and appreciation to the lady who put together the first annual DC PodFest for the podcasting community here, Jennifer Crawford, for having us down to do just this type of talk. For some of our regular listeners, we y'all know we go into the explicit side of things sometimes. And this week's show is definitely not clean or radio ready. So put on those headphones or keep those speakers low if you're going ahead and checking this out at the office. We keep it lively. We keep it real. And yep, it's a real cool um, free-flowing conversation with a lot of really smart, talkative folks. Um, just getting into just our little slice of where we think podcasting is going and all of that good stuff. So before I get right into that audio, you can always check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast via our official website with our happenings at FuseboxRadioOnline.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff is Fusebox Radio. And if you forget any of this type of stuff, you just there like, I can remember all that crap. Just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast. You can go ahead and find us. And our shows from the recent to about two to three years ago are archived and can be searched and played via your favorite podcast, streaming, or download service of choice, such as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, Acast, and more. So, yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into stuff right now. DC PodFest panel on diversity. Not all podcasters are white with myself, Phenom Black, Chris, and Jay. All right. Peace. Everybody. Ooh, I guess you do hear us. Okay. He's working. All right. All right. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for coming. We literally got this together a few days ago. So this is going to be exciting. Um, First um, DC PodFest and first DC PodFest panel on diversity, um, <clears throat> which had the title that I did not come up with, but captured a whole bunch of attention, <laughs> which is, not all podcasters are white. 
and all of that. Um, let me just do a quick intro for myself, and I have our fellow um, panelists and awesome podcasters do their intros, and we'll just um, get into some conversation and talk, and then get into some questions. Um, my name is Mary Nichols, since that also was something I didn't expect. My government name is out to everybody, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, most folks in the podcasting land and radio land know me as DJ Fusion of the syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast, where we go ahead and cover all types of topics from politics to pop culture and everything in between, along mixes of old school and new school music, um, Indian mainstream and hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more. I've been doing this um, since 1998, um, podcasting since around 2004, 2005, and um, it's been awesome to see the growth with multiple populations in terms of using podcasting as indie media. And these fine guys right here have really been doing it up. Um, I see them at a lot of events. I subscribe to all of their shows. And um, I think we all have unique experiences to talk about in terms of the podcasting realm. So whoever wants to introduce themselves first, let's um, go on right ahead and keep it moving. Okay, cool. Um, does it work? Does it work? All right, it worked. Um, Phenom Black, I uh, started a podcast called Where's My 40 acrescom It originally was supposed to be for indie hip-hop music because people were saying hip-hop was dead, and I was calling BS on that. So we started it with, I started with a couple of friends, and it kind of blossomed into urban culture, indie culture, some nerd stuff, some television things, and right now we're at, I think, our 450th episode, and we're consistent every week, Wednesday, we drop a show Thursday morning around 7 a.m., and we're probably one of the most ratchet podcasts you would ever listen to. <laughs> it's a lot of black struggle talk on our show, for sure. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris. Uh, I actually started, my website was theinsanityreport.com. Started that back in 2005. Started uh, podcasting, I believe, into 2007, 2008. Uh, and the podcast was called The Insanity Check. In 2013, I kind of consolidated everything because we were expanding to way more stuff. We were doing movie reviews, TV show reviews, so now we are running the site movietrailerreviews.net. I'm kind of creating this network, the MTR network, which covers our movie reviews and TV show reviews. He does movie reviews with me. Um, we do that. Also have a new, uh, two new free shows, The Character Corner. Myself and Deepom, we uh, talk about uh, different DC Marvel characters to give their background on them. Uh, and we have a new one, the Super Tuesday Recap, where we recap The Flash and Asian The Shield on Wednesday. It's a live show we do, and everybody likes doing that. And then I have um, a premium network where we have five different shows. We'll get into that later. But yeah, so I have, I have eight total shows, and it's very exhausting. But I love doing it, so. I understand that. Um, <laughs> my name is Jay. Uh, so I, I guess I'm like the youngest person here as far as when I've been podcasting. You guys are in the 90s. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so okay, <laughs> no, it, it make it me feel nice and old, Jay. No, that's all right. That's all right. Um, Things that are not compliments. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been podcasting since 2011. Um, so our main show uh, is called the Nerdpocalypse, and so it's now expanded from just one show into an entire network. We have eight shows as well, so I understand Chris's uh, heartache. Um, we do film reviews, so we often do film reviews you know, at the same venue. We're at the same place. Yeah. <laughs> um, film reviews, we have a show dedicated just to video games. We have a show dedicated solely to anime. We have a show uh, dedicated to just black films. Uh, it's called Black on Black Cinema, which is our largest show. 
And that one is just about black American films or uh, films in the African diaspora where we do sort of long film review. Uh, we also have a politics show and a love advice show, which is a premium show, and then um, another premium show, which is sort of slice, slice of life stories surrounding each episode of Seinfeld that I do with uh, one of my co-hosts, uh, which has been a blast. Uh, but that's definitely premium because we tell stories that are incredibly embarrassing. Um, you got to put that behind the paywall. Yeah, oh, you have to. Time. If, I, if you're going to hear it, you need to pay money to hear it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've been doing that since 2011, and it's been it's been a blast. It's a lot of work, but it's been a blast. All right, cool. So lots of experience here, and um, from lots of different angles. Um, one of the things when I was thinking about even trying to get a podcast like this together was I think we all kind of came into podcasting at a time where it was still quote unquote relatively new before this big outburst of podcasts are a thing. Like before right. serial was a thing, before let's say some of the even the concept of podcast networks were a thing. Like, there was a time where, even with, like, quote-unquote, black or urban podcast, there wasn't a loudspeakers network. There wasn't a apocalypse network and all of that type of stuff. Um, I know, especially for those of people who are new into podcasting, I think, like, let's start general, then we'll get, like, into some real specific stuff. Um, what would you have liked to have had in terms of somebody helping you like, eat, like craft a podcast, whether it was like tech help or support or whatever have you, like, I know from my experience seeing, being able to literally just talk to somebody is a miracle compared to back in the day where it was like, oh, you're putting a show on the computer, which again, I'm not old, it's just technology <laughs> and all of that. Like, oh, that's cute. Like, for somebody who wants to get into it right now, and then if they're like, hey, I have a voice and I want to like make it happen, like, what type of basic advice would you give them? Um... If somebody wanted to get into it now versus when, when we got into it, because everybody on my show is in a different area. So my host, I have a host in Atlanta, I have a host in Virginia, and a host in Tennessee. And our biggest problem was, okay, how can I get all of y'all on the call at the same time, and we're not feedback or talking over each other. And I jerry-rigged something that now is customary in the podcast world. But now, if you wanted to start one, you need audacity, you need a computer, a mic, audacity, internet and SoundCloud because a lot of these platforms have podcast ready platforms already in place. You don't have to do what we did. We didn't we get we automatic <laughs> yeah, exactly. lip sync like places that were podcast shows continue to grow. Your archive builds. Um Podomatic used to get me back in the day because they would get us for the amount bandwidth? of people bandwidth used to kill us because we would have it we would do a show, we would get five hundred listeners and it would, it would be like, okay, that's cool. And then we'd do a show about Ray J and his ridiculousness, and we'd get a thousand listeners, and all of a sudden, tell our band. The, right. the, the day for me was the day we all got on and we did the Red Tails review. Ma that, uh, yeah. was, that was, I looked at the, like, they shut us down after two days because we, we don't want the bandwidth. They we, just we, tell you no. Yeah. And, and you just be like, no, nah, no more people can listen to your greatness. I'm like, right. okay. So that was, that was such a struggle back then. Oh, yeah, Podomatic. You had to go in your pocket a lot. And now with things like a SoundCloud, I think they give you um, it's unlimited bandwidth. For fifteen, fifteen dollars like a month. Fifteen a month. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I wish and they're and they're not even the cheapest, right. to be honest. I think no. Podbean is eight dollars a month for unlimited bandwidth and unlimited. For, I mean, for sound, for me, I go to SoundCloud because uh, a lot of black podcasts seem to be coming out on Sound. The Read mm. is on SoundCloud. Mm. Uh, was it Loudspeakers on SoundCloud? Yeah, a lot of those are they have because you can build a page. For your audio right. on sound, right on SoundCloud, so it's perfect for a podcast. Yep. For me, 
I would think for anybody trying to get in, because right now everybody's trying to do podcasting now. It's like the thing everybody wants to do, and everybody's worried about oversaturation. But it's one of the things I'm never worried about, because my thing is consistency. So many people say they want to do a podcast, and you find out they've done a, they've done one show every two months. I'm not worried. Like you have to be dedicated. Like people, everybody wants to do a podcast, but nobody wants to do a podcast. Like to do a podcast is work, and nobody understands the work that we go into to do. Like we're talking, we do our Super Tuesday re- recap for the Flash and Asian Shield Wednesday night at 9:30. After I get done recording that, I have to go then edit it and put it up, and I have to do all this work. I'm not going to bed until midnight, maybe one o'clock. Most people aren't trying to do that. And so, like, the amount of shows we have, like I said, I have five premium shows that I then have to schedule. I have to then also take care of, you know, uh, when people, I had an issue this morning. Somebody sent me an email this morning, two o'clock in the morning. They're, you know, they didn't get their account created. So I have, to, I have to then work on that. It's a lot of work. And I don't think a lot of people who go into this, they want, everybody wants to start because they just want to sit down and talk with your friends. Like, when I first started podcasting, that's what it was. It was me. Uh, we had a show, uh, she came up with this name. She's my best friend. She's half Korean. Her name was Rice. And she, like, that was it, was, it was Chris and Rice. And, like, we did the show because it was just the two of us, and we would just talk. And I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about social media. I didn't care about getting the show out. I didn't care about quality. I just, I just did it. It turned out people started listening to us, so then I actually had to start working on consistency. Yeah, <laughs> doing, actually being professional. So I think a lot of people have to realize, what do you want to do? Are you just trying to get... Went to a, you know, do a show with your friends and you're just, you know, talking shit, you know, and that's all you're doing. Or do you actually want to have a show? And I think so many people don't actually ask themselves that question. And so they get into it. Like I saw another show that started about a year ago. They, their last show was like a, a month ago. Because consistency, they can't do it. You're not I mean, gonna, and that's fine. You're, yeah, that's Podcasting fine. Is, is your own avenue, man. Mm-hmm. You create your own lane. But uh, people are not, it's going to be pretty hard for you to get listeners if you have one show and nothing for them to look forward to for another month. That's, exactly. To, for, for me, starting out, unless you put a lot of production value, unless you're doing something like Criminal, where you're gathering interview notes and you have breaks in between your songs, and you can just tell like five hands were involved in the creation of this great uh, listening experience. You're, if your friends and your if you and your friends are just sitting down and, and shooting the shit and talking, then you need to be doing that regularly enough it doesn't need to be every week or every day but maybe every two weeks something like that and then you have to you know compensate time away with length of your show you know how you're going to put it out um we do album reviews we used to try to do them every week it's impossible with the amount of music that comes out and the amount of music you listen to so now we have to kind of set aside time to go okay we're going to review six albums right now that we've been listening to for the last month and then you have to put them out like that because it, people want to hear what you have to say once they get a taste of it if you give them a good product. So now we have people who bug us. Did y'all review this album? Did y'all review this album? And I'm like, mm-hmm. we, we work. I work 40 hours a week, too. Like, podcasting is uh, it's not subsidized. I, mean, like, I have to pay for y'all to listen to us mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it, but it's fun. Like, for me, it's fun. That's mm-hmm. why I do it. I can't yeah. not do it. It's like, you know... You're talking about when Chris mentioned the sort of uh, saturation idea. It's kind of funny because I look at podcasting the same way as I looked at blogging a couple of years ago. Everybody wanted to have a blog. Everybody's going to have their own blog. It's so easy, you know. It's so easy to start. You, you know, you go to Blogger.com. Everybody has one. But there are only a couple people who kept that consistency 
that moved out of that sort of out of the crowds and then stood at the top and was like, okay, you know, a Tim Ferriss or those kind of guys. So they, it takes a level of dedication, serious dedication. Like Phenom said, you know, you work 40 hours a week, then you come home and podcast. <laughs> I mean, right now I'm doing basically three jobs, three full-time jobs. You went to school. I, yeah, I'm in grad school, <laughs> podcasting and, and working 40 hours a week. So I'm exhausted and I'm going to leave here and go back to doing schoolwork at home like an insane person. But those, that level of dedication is what it takes, no matter whether you're a black podcaster or any other podcaster, if you want to succeed on any level, consistency is key. You know, you can have a show that's good, but if it only comes out every so often and people have this nebulous idea of when you guys put out content, it doesn't matter. If they know every Wednesday, every Friday, I'm going to get whatever data, even if it's every other Wednesday, then okay, then they know what to expect. I've skipped a few weeks, and I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of did it with a smile <laughs> because I'm waiting for that email or that tweet or that Facebook post where somebody's like, where's your podcast? Hey, man, where's the show, man? I've been refreshing all day, man. I think my podcast app is broken. No, it's not broken. It's not broken. I needed a break. We just, I don't need to contact Podcast Addict or Beyond Pod or iTunes app. Like it's, don't, don't, don't bug those people. That happened because we do movie reviews. Everybody knows Fridays when the movies come out. So... If we don't get a screener, sometimes we're not going. So, like, they've learned not to send screener, do screeners for, like, Transformer movies because they, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to get good, you know, reviews from critics. So, we don't get screeners for those. So, if I don't come of a, of a Transformer movie, hey, hey, did you guys see, uh, you guys see that? No, I didn't go to see that. So, so you guys aren't going to go and see Transformers because we really want to hear your opinion on it. You're like, you know what we're going to say. You just want us to be upset. Yeah, yeah you, you just want to serve them. So yeah, that happens all the time. But I, I like that because it, it lets you know people are listening. So. Right. That's a good. That's, that's that's a good feeling to know that people actually care mm-hmm. to listen to your babble. <laughs> right. Like, it's just uh, oh, you know sometimes I feel like I didn't say anything and then people start quoting back to me things that when you said this on the show when did I say that when Deidre said this on the show I don't remember any of what happened last night and I wasn't even drunk so I have no idea. <laughs> I have blackouts what on the show. Talking about. I have blackouts. I don't remember shit. I was like, wait, I said... That's the fun of podcasts. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, you did. It was mm-hmm. this morning. I'm like, okay. Now, that's actually segues right into the next thing I was going to get into. There is a good and bad with having a media platform that is based on the internet. You get to say whatever you want. People can also get to say whatever they want back to you. And sometimes there is a sense of entitlement in regards to how people think that you should respond. I... Myself, being both black American and a female, have gotten some very interesting responses at times mm-hmm. from some of the commentary that we've done on the show, especially because it's, um, my partner is a black male, I'm a black female, and there's time there that they're like, well, why didn't you check him when he said this? Or why didn't you check her when she said that? Or this, which is kind of funny because our show description is literally like, we are a black podcast, and there's, they're like, why are you talking about this black stuff so much? It's too black. And it's like, um, our pictures are actually out on the web, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're nicely and, and chocolatey and all that. This, this is how we roll. Um, this kind of ties into a thing where I think that sometimes, not just from, I guess, quote unquote, mainstream America, but even our own niches, that sometimes people want to just place you into a box for whatever reason. Sometimes people are very rude in terms of trying to, quote unquote, tell you what your place is. Um, how do y'all deal with that? Um, I know for me, I'm, I'm, I'm quick on blocking. Like, I'll conversate with you for a slight moment. 
but I know Facebook, Twitter, and all of that. There's a block button for a reason. You're missing opportunities, man. Well, see, oh, I, I rant, but I get tired them. of ranting like, at people. Our, so, I can't educate all day ranting. So my, me, my, me, three of my friends on my show, we all went to the same high school. We're from the same area. We grew up together. One of my, one of the co-hosts on the show, we actually went to college, stayed in the same dorm for four years. Okay, so he's like my brother. So we started this show, and all of us are college grads. We added a, a black female voice to the show because we thought that was necessary for a hip-hop conversation. And she's more versed in it than we are. She's amazing. And she's college-educated. I did a show, we did a show one time where I talked about, I don't have to argue with you, I got degrees. And I was being serious. Like, I got college degrees. Don't talk to me like I'm stupid. That's ridiculous. I've educated myself. We actually had a person call into the show because we have a voicemail line, which is the first, the, that's the first problem. We actually allow people to call in. And he <laughs> calls. no filter. No filter. He mm -hmm. calls in and he starts reading me the riot act about how I threw my degree in his face. And in the same week, I had so? people tweeting me going, oh my God, I didn't know you guys went to college. And I was like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. listening and I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing when we're talking on a podcast and you can't tell. And we've all named the universities we went to. <laughs> but this guy was really upset that I talked about having a degree. So I, I read him the riot act. I tore him a new one. And he's now like a running gag on the show. We're like, oh, we got another How? John from Detroit oh, on the show. And John, his name was John. He was from Detroit. And that happened three years ago. And we still say, you sound like John from Detroit. Like, that's what you sound like. He even called in and apologized. I didn't mean to say black educated people are a problem. I was like, no. You sounded really upset that you, you know, you never had a professor. It sounds like at all in your life or extended your education. We don't knock anybody for not going to college. I don't think everybody needs to go to college. I think some people are really cool at vocational work or really cool at coming up with great ideas. We just happen to go. And I talked about it on the show. And for some reason, that was a problem because um, at the time, I think I was 27, so I'm 27 black male, and that's not um, normal, I guess, that black males might be educated. That's crazy to me, though. I, that's, we, got, we got that from a random person whose friend told them to listen to our show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. An, older, an older black male, probably somebody, I think, in their uh, late 30s or early 40s called us out for uh, sounding pompous for being, you know, while we're talking about hip-hop, like, I'm, I'm talking about how I listen to Kanye West, and I think his ratchet display of feeling like a king is the greatest thing ever. And then they're like, well, you can't talk about your degrees, though, man. It's just, just rubbing your education in people's faces. I don't think that's a bad thing, though, to, to, to sometimes look at people and go, okay, what you just said is kind of dumb, and you probably... You should up that, your, your level of thinking, because that's not cool. So, yeah, I feel bad because um, people don't interact with me like that, but I think it's because of where my site started at. My site was started from the Insanity Report, and that's still my Twitter handle. It's the Insanity Report, and I guess I kind of have a reputation for not entertaining people and making fun of them when they do things like that to me. That's such a nice way of saying yeah. that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a little very nice way of saying that. So notorious, I think. Yeah, so people, like, I have been known to literally go and make a whole show just roasting people on that kind of stuff. So I don't actually get those kind of emails anymore. <laughs> they might hit me on Twitter, but even that's never good for them. So I'm trying to soften my stance. 
<laughs> and open myself up to other things. But no, the truth of the matter is, like, there's certain things I just don't have tolerance for. And um, especially as being a black podcaster, and Mary, you talked about it. I mean, you, you're, you're double minded. You're black and you're a woman. There's so many things I'm not going to have entertain. I'm not going to entertain. And that does, that can limit when our audience and it can turn people off. If I am not going to deal with, like, we have another friend, uh, Rod, who's always getting, people always hitting him with, like, the men's right activist stuff and sexism and why well, are the you? worst is when they attack his wife oh, like they, that, they'll, yeah. they'll literally attack That's his wife crazy they'll mm-hmm. email him hey man love your show is great but your no, wife I can't, annoying yeah i can't stand your wife's voice what? and mm-hmm. or, she, look, or she talks too much right she talks too much, much. Shout out to the podcast, black guy who tips by right. the way and yeah her accent, accent and I, I tell him it's like man you're a good because he still handles it but i'm like you're good because i would probably find a way to come through the computer screen and choke somebody like i would spend an entire show roasting one person but he's better at that than i am because i can't tolerate that like i'll never be able to tolerate that and there's certain things that um i won't back down from and i think it does affect it can affect especially minority or underrepresented uh podcasters because there are a lot of people who will listen to a show that they don't agree with anything the person says and their only sole thing is to try to trigger that person or to you know, to, to argue with them or something like that. And I'm quick to tell somebody, like, listen, uh, I'd rather you not listen to my show. I encourage it. Yeah. Um, if you want to come after Deidre on our show, Miss Music Lover, yeah. I wholeheartedly encourage it because her ether is ridiculous. <laughs> her, she's told people to go back to dropping the hash browns at Burger King before contacting her. <laughs> and I've, I've literally lost nine lives <laughs> watching her tear new ones into people for thinking that they could come at her any type of way because she represents the female voice on our show. And honestly, to me, she just represents a hip-hop voice mm-hmm. on our show and makes it more diverse. But, like, you have uh, a female co-host on your show. Not anymore, but uh, we did. did. We did. Um, we didn't have, I mean, she's white, but we never really experienced any, not so much any negative comments uh, in that regard, but sort of, like, weird like inappropriate sexual comments and stuff. It's mm. like, <laughs> really? Like, okay, um, that's not okay. What we get a lot of times, so like we break this the stereotype that black folks are really religious, generally. And we're not. <laughs> we're, you know, except for one guy, all of us are atheists. And I don't really, I don't really not say it. So I'll just say, if, you know, there's a story something like, well, that's ridiculous. And, you know, I'll just say it. And look, that probably will offend some people or what have you. And I understand it. I'm not going to not say it because I believe in being genuine because that's what a podcast is about, being who you are, um, which is why we're doing this panel. But the response we got once from the guy on our show who is religious, he, I believe he said, Old Testament God is kind, was kind of an asshole. And I mean, he destroyed the earth. I mean, like, hello, this is true, right? So... He, we got a letter from a person who called him a quote-unquote believer and how they weren't ever going to listen to the show again and they were so offended. And he was like, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of funny. He was just making a joke. And I took time out on the show as a person who doesn't believe any of it to defend him, you know? And it's like, we get, we get those kind of, we get those kind of things. And I think there is a, I think there is a part of the, the box thing that like you were talking about, which is, oh, you're black. You're supposed to talk about this. You're supposed to believe these things. And I think that happens with any minorities, with, you know, with women especially. So we try to push back on that whenever we can. Even though we talk about Marvel movies and what have you, 
we try to we try to guide the conversations if we can into you know serious topics on sexism, racism, um, those sort of things. And you know we have a good time, but I think there is there 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 certainly is those boxes that people put you in. And you know, I've had people send me a message and said, "Oh, because ours is all audio." It's like, "Oh, I didn't realize you were black," which I always find to be funny. I'm like, I, I went to school. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. That's always kind of funny to me, and I get that, and I just kind of laugh it off, and I'm like, that's fine. I'm still going to talk about black issues. I don't ever back down from it. That's the one thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I was about to say, I know on our end, it's kind of weird because I think we put ourselves out of the black podcast. Everybody had their own definition of what black is. Yeah, like, my spiritual belief is nebulous at the moment, and... Um, my partner is on kind of a metaphysics type of tip, but not on an extreme quote unquote hotep end. Yeah. And um, for people who see Facebook, y'all y'all know how that steez goes yeah. and all of that. And it's very weird because they expect him to be a sexist and they expect me to be submissive yeah. or vice versa or that I don't know a certain thing about hip hop music or whatever have you and he knows everything. And then we have about a five-year age difference, so there's a whole generational thing, too. Like, there's times we'll argue about a hip-hop thing throughout the entire show, and we'll do, like, a slight bit of political thing. This is like, oh, she told you to talk about that. I'm like, no, we're grown-ass adults. We can talk about whatever we want to, you know. There's some shit isn't wrong, though. Like, um, when we first started, Blog Talk Radio was a huge, huge yeah. thing for podcasting. <laughs> and is I that say what that they because you it? could literally <laughs> just click record and start running your damn mouth. Mm-hmm. And you you didn't have anything to say, and people could chat could just link in. Oh, this show is on at nine. Mm-hmm. So my first experience with um, urban podcast was on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm not afraid to say it. These were some of the most ghetto hood. They would talk about things that just girl they got weave is cheaper here than it is there. Or guys would talk about I don't understand why women go out here and get these jobs. They ain't at home raising these babies, and they would actually talk like that. Ain't at home raising these babies. Like, what in the hell? The, the podcast that made me want to start a podcast was one ran by a bunch of pimps. And I, I am not joking. I am not joking. What is I'm, the name of the show? It's, oh, it's gone now. They've oh. retired. <laughs> you can never retire from the game. Yeah. But they, they, got, they got pimp social security. These yeah. guys, and that's actually how I started following, like, Chris is in and a bunch of other guys who podcast. That's kind of <laughs> Not because he's a pimp. I would say, you're letting people's information out. I ain't know about I went on. I went on, like, a tirade on Twitter. I was just quoting what these guys were saying on the podcast. Oh, shit. I remember that. These guys were just the most atrocious, disgusting <laughs> people guys i'd ever heard and to make it worse they brought hoes onto the show to validify what they were saying so they would say things like you know because i ain't trying to handle you know oh it was because matching lingerie was what set me off oh my god i remember that they said i can't mess with no chick that don't have matching lingerie how your bra brown your panties black and i was like seriously that, that's that's why you that's why you with her. That's the line. That's man. what it is. She got leopard skin and tiger skin, dog. That don't match. I was <laughs> like, bruh, and I just started tweeting it, and the response from the women on Twitter was by far hilarious because they were, "What are you listening to? No, you're lying. You're making this up. I'm definitely not." <laughs> and then they had women come onto this podcast with these guys who had already berated women awful, and then the women were going, "Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with those girls, you know." You, you can buy them as a set. How your stuff get mismatched? I don't understand what's... I'm so glad that show was gone, but I wish I had it still to play it because I feel like too many people think like that. 
and they don't they don't <laughs> voice it until they get pushed into a corner. And the real way they feel about men and women and society and a whole, like homosexuals and at this point transsexuals and race and education and everything else comes out and you start to realize you know who you may have been hanging around and who you may have been talking to and that's why I like our podcast because we don't always agree on everything but when it comes down to what's right and what's wrong I don't feel like there's a gray area with us on some things. Like, mm-hmm. Saying that black women shouldn't, saying that women in general shouldn't work is wrong. If they want to work, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Saying that all black people are ghetto and or all black people are, aren't educated or they can't read, they don't talk well, that's, that's not true. Saying that talking proper is white. That's not true. That's not yeah. That's something ridiculous. we fight. That's something we fight a lot on our network. Actually. You know, and I never yeah. heard that until podcast. I never. I, I heard things like I heard the opposite all the time. Oh man, you talk proper. You know, you're a nerd. You're this nerd culture now. Mm-hmm. It's being it a is, huge it, thing. It is the Such culture. A huge this thing. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, it was not cool to be a nerd. It's not cool to be a nerd. Now everybody wants. Well, yeah, there's nothing nerdier than what we're doing right now. Right. Podcast. It's, it's yeah. literally not, hey, I have this esoteric knowledge about, you know, about this topic. Allow me to record it and send it out to the masses. <laughs> and Surely to, someone yeah, will listen to through it. compressed audio through something called an RSS feed. Yeah, like through an I mean, I, I don't. Because that's what cool girls and cool guys do. Right. I mean, that's that's always the ironic thing. It's like, oh, you podcast, you know, what it, what's your podcast about? It's like, oh, it's about like nerds and film and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that's so dorky or whatever. I'm like. Yeah, but you listen to Grantland on right. ESPN. That's, that's a, super you're, nerdy. You're, you're the one that's on Facebook going, oh, so will you see the new Avengers movie? It's like, yeah, well, if you listen to my podcast, yeah, we you just would, talked about it. Well, you know what the funny thing for you is the, the, the um, Bob Talk Radio. For me, it was actually radio. Like, okay. I used to listen to, if you're a fan of this, I'm sorry, but I used to listen to Rush Power Morning Show every time, every morning. <laughs> and oh, I would you. just okay. get so annoyed by certain the things they would do. Like, it would be annoying. Like, they're, 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 the 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 line for me with the day, they, they, they did a payday loan trip. What was the, the payday loan one they used to do? It was, um, Rush Cards? I can't, no, it wasn't Rush Cards. It was something, it was some payday loan company they did. They Which played that ad and they, they, they had the, 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 um, the host like, hey, if you want to get, you know, a payday loan for your, for, you know, you want to get a, your new, your hair done, do this. And then after that was played, they went to interview Michael Moore. About his new movie, which was about the financial collapse. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, you guys have no idea what you just did. Like, you're promoting something that he's actually talking about. And there was, like, no connection in their brains about that. And I was like, and, like, that was, that's black radio. Like, that was considered urban radio. That's what the black voices were. When people go and want to talk to somebody, like, again, if you listen to this guy on podcast, I'm sorry to hate this. Hip hop gamer, like that's an old school version of that. Where oh, the this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's this guy that has these outdated views of what it is for every. Like he made this long. We, we wrote. We all of us have roasted him on this. He was going on about. We've actually um, interviewed him on our show before. Yeah, he was talking about. Um, uh, Anita Sarkeesian. She did that that video about like sexism in video games, and he went off about how she was wrong, and this is there's no sex. I'm like, dude, are you? He had no idea what he was talking about. But that kind of like. That's, that was radio. Like, that's urban radio. It's a bunch of guys, mostly guys, talking about stuff. They have no idea. What they, they have not changed. They have no idea their own sex, uh, their own uh, misogyny. And the women who co-signed it, like, that was considered urban radio. So the way to break into that has been black podcasts, where yeah. we can now be like, listen, we're not stupid. Like, we're actually educated in the world. 
like the world moves too fast for like traditional radio and we're able to keep up on that. Like I'm listening to radio, I'm like, we talked about that last week. Like you you know, you guys are two weeks ago. In in greater detail than they did. Like I feel like one thing that's not discussed enough um in media and I hear it discussed all the time amongst our set our shows and the different networks is um is rape culture. Like rape yeah. culture is a huge thing, and people don't talk about it. I don't things ha- like it's you watch the news and you can see it there. You see it in films. You see it in day to day dialogue. You see it in people's uh, presumptions of how you're supposed to carry yourself, or people ask certain questions. Like I, I see it all the time. There are these memes that I get on my Facebook yeah. where they'll have like yeah. a woman in lingerie <laughs> bent over in the kitchen, and they have like a text that says. Uh, your girl goes to work, her best friend slept over, you come out your bedroom to this, do you hit it? And I'm thinking, do you ask first? (laughs) What? Wait, why is this complete, why is this decision, why is this two-person decision based on one person? But to me, a lot of that, like the whole Bill Cosby thing, like that was, there were, I had, I lost a lot of friends over that incident because there were a lot of people, well, how you gonna, how you just gonna keep taking the pills or, how you you know how you gonna let a man do this to you? That's your fault, or you shouldn't be wearing stuff like this around certain people, or you shouldn't go here or go there. Instead of saying, "Hey, just don't rape." Well, I, 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 I know I, for I our think, show that was a whole thing because we had people who were like really mad that two like a man and woman could actually agree that hey, maybe you shouldn't rape women and drug them and do it for over thirty something years. But Bill made them um, a different world and um, the Cosby <laughs> Show. But it's like. But there's like, at least as of right now, like what, 50 plus women? Something yeah. like that. Who are like that well, It's like one should be enough. But when these real stories started coming out and it's just they're like, you're getting mad at me for stating facts. Like, oh, um, the court papers have been out from early 2000 that he settled the case. And I'm sorry for anybody who might get offended at this. What man in their right mind would settle a case saying that they were a rapist? Much less one that had a whole bunch of money. And we had a lot of people really get mad on my Facebook page, on my Twitter on private messages because my Facebook page, like, if I don't check people, I'm blessed to have enough smart people on my page where they'll check other people. Shout out to Brandon <laughs> as one of them. And um, they'll get tore up, but they'll get into my private message and get mad, like, well, why you let this person talk to me like that? It's like, but um, y'all are adults. Yeah. I'm not supposed to handle certain stuff. I, as a media person, the media outlet, I'm supposed to put the opinion I feel free to do out there because my podcast is my podcast, my show is my show, and these are the type of things that we you know, are supposed to be able to go up front and be able to do. And that's why I brought up the entire question about how people want to try to put you into a box. Because it's almost, to me, it's like, if you're doing entertainment, like for us, we get a lot of new music. We're blessed to get a lot of music service to us. They're like, well, I like the music, but your commentary just kind of did. I was like, yeah, it's a whole package, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be the, oh, well, I like, um, I like Mary and John. I like Fusion and the Blackhawk when they play music. And otherwise, you're making me uncomfortable. Well, great media to me <laughs> sometimes <laughs> makes people uncomfortable. Right. It well, makes you question things. It, it brings up a conversation, and I think that's one of the great things about podcasting as a whole, as a medium, especially for um, people of color or uh, underrepresented um, populations. I just don't like that I had to be at Bill Cosby's defense because one time he played Heathcliff Huxtable for eight seasons. I love that show. Uh, the the last like two seasons were trash, but Ooh. I love that show and I love the openers, and I think that show had a lot to give and a lot to show for diversity and culture and blackness and everything else, that character has nothing to do with what Bill Cosby does no. in the real world. And he's been doing 
annoying mess for the longest. So when this came out, I was just like, yeah, he's kind of arrogant anyway. He's not Heathcliff Huxtable. And that was the hardest thing to argue pe- with people. It was like, he's not Heathcliff Huxtable. Like, well, Heathcliff it's just, Huxtable it's just, is awesome. I mean, it's just, kind of, not. it's just kind of funny because is, I, I listen to a diverse amount of shows, you know, whether they are black shows, you know, women-led shows and stuff like that, or, you know, white-led shows. What I find the, int- the most interesting is it seems that the black shows or minority-based shows tend to have more of an affinity for talking about the harder issues. You know, again, we mm-hmm. do commentary on comic books or something like that, but for instance, we had a huge dialogue. We had a huge dialogue the other day because they announced that they're doing a reboot of Ocean's Eleven with an all-female cast. And like, we're not afraid to talk about like, we agree with it, do we not agree with it? Here are the reasons or something like that. And and the Bill Cosby thing, I think, is is a, a good example because we're in a space one that allows us ultimate freedom. We can talk about whatever we want because we have that space. I think minorities tend to say, okay. Well, fuck it. If they're gonna let us do this, we're gonna talk about whatever we want, and we and we go for it because they're like we are already a ni- a niche market just because of the nature of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of nice because it's freeing in a way that you yeah. get to talk about whatever you want. Like you're never gonna hear them make maybe they make a joke about it, but you're never gonna hear a long form conversation on the Nerdist right. about whether or not rape culture is a thing, but on the Nerdpocalypse or on where my, where's, you know, where's my 40 acres and stuff like that, you will hear that conversation, well, and it'll be unabashed. Well, that's the funny like. thing. So, like, to tie into that, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Flash in the episode was a Fury of the Firestorm. And yes. I have been talking about it for a while now, me and my co-host, Deepom, two black guys, we're talking about, oh, this is a blackest show on TV. It is. It's so many, there's so many elements of, of, of blackness and the black family on there, and I've listened to people's reviews of that episode, and they haven't. They'll never they touch it. on it. They'll never touch on it because they don't see it. And I'm sitting there watching. Mm. Here it's a you know the the idea of what a black father is has always been the, the Bill Co- the Bill Cosby thing. You know the two family home. He's you know he's raised. You know it's it's all been you know perfect. And that's really what the Cosby Show was. It was basically perfect. Mm. Nobody ever brought up anything about how the hell they make that money. You know what went on there. With Joe West, you have a black father. You know, a black daughter. They're raising, you know, uh, uh, the um, Barry Allen, who's white. So basically, he's, he, black fatherhood is the foundation of, you know, the fastest man alive. And so many things of his, of that character and what he does. Like when Iris is mad at her mom and they find her mom still alive, and she was a former drug addict. So many people had issues with that and were wondering why she just didn't. Well, why was Iris so upset? Why didn't she do to them? Like, oh, you don't understand. Like, I don't. I haven't talked to my mom in a year. Like. That's that's okay. Like yeah. that's that's a reality for so many people, and that was something that a lot of other podcasts never touched on because they don't they don't understand that that thing. It's yeah. it's especially as black people, we're supposed to be, you know, two family home, and if you're not, then something's wrong with you. That's a family raised by a single father who was a good father, and that is a a, a topic that nobody else really talks about. Well, so, not o- not only that, but it's. It not only does it break against the two family or you know two parent home thing, but the black family is the solid foundation right. for a white kid right. whose life is in shambles, which is completely the opposite of what you see on television. Right, right? like that, that episode, they actually had a little bit of respectability where you know Jefferson Jackson was the mechanic, and then was it Henry Hewitt was the scientist. So they were trying to find a match, and they were like, "Well, the scientist is obviously going to be the guy," and Barry's like. Well, what about this other guy? He mm-hmm. seems like a good guy. 
And what nobody caught was when I watched how Grant Gustin, Gustin like, did those scenes, he got it. And part of me was like, oh, he got it because he raised up a new black family. Like, he understands right. that the respectability part, it's not something that's talked about very much. And so to me, I got that. A lot of other podcasts I, I was watching and reading and um, reviews I read and or I listened to that talked about the episode didn't get that. But we could. And I think that's something that a lot of people, like, I don't label myself as a black podcast. I happen to be black. A lot of people, almost everybody contributes to my site is black. We just have to talk about things that everybody else talks about. But if there's a topic like race or sexism or <clears throat> homophobia or something like that, we're not going to be afraid to talk about that stuff because kind of we, we have to. I have to right. live that. Like, yeah, we're that talking is, to everybody. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. it was funny because when you told me you wanted to set up this, and I was like, yo, I got to get Chris and I got to get their apocalypse. We're all in the D.C. area. You know, and I was like, you know, Mary, if you can make it happen, that would be amazing. Because I had, I listened to a podcast called How Did This Get Made? And I'm not sure mm. if a lot of people listen to it. It's an amazing podcast about films. It's I love awesome. it. It's awesome. Paul, I think it's Paul Shear. I might have messed his name. Yeah, it's Paul, yeah, Paul Shear. Paul Shear said in an episode, he said, well, you know, podcasting is like the whitest thing ever. And I, as much as I love that show, when he said that, that hurt. Because I was, I'm thinking... Well, we've been podcasting since 2010. You were podcasting before us. Rob was podcasting when we were. Um, you know, the Bomani Jones was doing mm -hmm. radio-type yeah. podcast shows out of the with the little station in the, North Carolina. The, 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 and the Black Book Blog Awards have been since 2008. Yeah, Black yeah, okay, those were since around 2008. That's around, yeah. like, I was like, when did it become, era started. why is it white to podcast? Why is it white to have a voice and to get out there? Like, people listen to Sirius Radio, and there are a lot of black radio, like, black stations on Sirius Radio that was really the only place for a while that you could get a diverse voice. It's still radio. They still can't say certain things. But podcasting was out here. And it, it's funny. I don't know what year it was, but it used to be you go, I have a podcast. And they go, what's a podcast? Mm -hmm. Now it's, I have a podcast. Oh, what's your podcast called? I'm not sure when that transition happened. I think, I think yeah. Serial is when that yeah, happened. Yeah, probably was. I think Serial and I think when NPR started doing their thing too yeah. and what have you. Yeah. yeah. And, which is funny because we, we picked up on cereal instantly yeah. and, and that's a crazy thing because like, I learned about cereal from a whole bunch of black people right. Latino yeah. people I don't I mean, remember anything like about that. it I like, live right around the corner I heard it I told a friend she told 20 friends next thing you know we're having Facebook discussions yeah. about I'm in a Facebook yeah I'm in a Facebook group with all black people well, like, what's well see on that's, that's the interesting thing about black podcasting and just black social media to begin with like everybody knows about black Twitter and stuff like that but mm -hmm. and I, I went on a rant about this last week when I found out about the podcast I mean the, the panel it wasn't wasn't time for this but I was noting something me and if you know he helps me with movie trailer reviews and we're always going to we've done San Diego Comic Con I've done D23 I've done New York Comic Con like we do these things as press. Like we get press access, we go and we do these. Um, one thing I've noticed is like black people set a trend in a lot of things. Like we'll set trends on like Rod from the Black Eye Tips, one of our, our, our close close personal friends on this. It's got a huge podcast out there. He started the the, the hashtag Dim Thrones for, for live tweeting Game of Thrones. Nobody from HBO's ever hit them up about doing anything for them. And it's I, a trend every and, single and it time. It trends that every on. time Game of Thrones does. Like Worldwide, we, yeah. Trend. We review Agent of Shield. We review the Flash. Like when when I see these hashtags, it's always you know a bunch of you know diverse people there. But when you go to these press rooms to see people actually getting into press room, getting press, getting press access, and things like that, they're not diverse. And that's the kind of thing that happens all the time. Like people people love 
having us as consumers for this, for consumers for podcasts, for, consumer, for consumers for, for, for TV and for media. But when it comes time to actually give us to see the table to like, you know, do the interviews, do, you know, recognize that, hey, like, we've been listening to Serial too. Like, that never, ha- it almost never happens. Like, you have to rush to get that. And in a weird way, I'm just going to hop on that real quick. Then I see the hands are, which means we're doing an awesome job. We can get some questions going on. Um, I think this also trends into the wonderful title that we've had, which somehow everything gets into a circle. Mm-hmm. Not all podcasts are white. Not all people who listen to podcasts are white. Mm-hmm. And like any form of media, like whether it was TV back in the day, radio back in the day, the podcasting back in the day, I find it interesting that it seems that the second a lot of regular people start laying down the foundation is when other folks want to try to go ahead and take it over and make it seem like it was their thing or it's something. Columbus. You know, (laughs) yes, Columbusing via broadband. That is absolutely correct. Because, I mean, for somebody like me, when I back in the day was just there like, oh, we're starting a podcast. You're going to listen to a show through a computer. What type of geeky shit is that? That's weird. Internet radio, ew. And I was just there like, so... Um, Mary, now what type of USB mic should I get in? How do you get music? Oh and it's just they're like, yeah, okay, there, guys. Like I remember doing a mu- like me doing a music show and a hip hop show. Like it was a geeky thing to do a hip hop podcast. Apparently, you were a nerd who never went out into the world. And you only listened to like Eric B and Rakim taping your home all day <laughs> and whatever else. And now all these big guys who I remember, even when they were doing the blog thing, like Rap Raider on all them. I don't, I'm going to name people. I don't care. Um, we're doing stuff. They were talking about that podcast. We're a geeky dork. And I'm like, now all of y'all have podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like this is a new media that has a very exciting place in terms of having just a lot of different voices to be able to put their stuff out there and do their thing. And events like this with um, DC Podfest, such as the Jennifer, who I see in the corner, who set up this wonderful event and everything. Uh, we get to get more of our voices out there and build with more people who want to do um, media and make media a bigger, greater thing that's actually a true voice for the people, not this big corporatized nonsense right. that's going on right now, which was one of the reasons why I started my show back in the day. I went to Rutgers and Hot 97 was starting to get on the really garbagey side mm-hmm. of things. And I'm like, I can do better. And I've been blessed enough to be able to do this for um, a big period of time. So um, I definitely want to thank everybody for being here and attending this. And I see people with their phones up. So I'm hoping that we're getting some video and periscoping <laughs> and all that good stuff. And um, I saw some hands up. I know we had um, a um, wireless mic somewhere, but worst come to worst, all the tasks join and we can try to get some questions there if that's good. Let them let project. Okay, go ahead and project. Use your outside um, voices. Just one quick interruption. At this moment, we were asked by a member of the audience how did people actually go ahead and get into events as indie media folks and um, indie media creators. The audio originally did not come through clear, so that's why you hear my voice during this brief segment. Now back to the panel. Oh, man. Uh, Good movie. Oh, okay. Tell, tell, we, tell, them about, tell them about the, uh, the, the phenom method. The phenom method. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I've, I've seen the phenom okay, method quite um, a bit. All right. So we do Comic-Con. <laughs> We've done New York Comic Con three or four, four times now. We've done, I've done San Diego Comic Con once. And, um, I do for, I got into photography because I started podcasting and going to music festivals. And I got to interview artists and I got to take pictures of them performing and that was amazing for me. I got to meet some of my favorite people as well. When we go to these events and he, he touched on this earlier, you don't see a very diverse, like if they have Supergirl forum, they're not going to let, Where's my 40 acres in? They're not going to let movie trailer reviews maybe in. They don't know. We're not getting images. We're not Fords. We're not Rolling Stone. We're not Fox. So they don't let us in. And I'm probably exposing myself, but the Phenom method is 
I got a big camera. I'm going to walk in. And <laughs> there were a couple of times where they would come out and they would call in all of these huge name media sources. And I'm like, hey, man, we drove four hours to get here, too. Or we took a five-hour flight from D.C. to L.A. I mean, to San Diego. Um, if if uh, Rashida Jones is here with TBS, I'm going to get a picture of Rashida <laughs> Jones. Um, it, it, that's that's to, to me to be like, oh, we only want these people as if they can write better things than we can about they things. We they don't. Or they they don't. don't even post the videos. They don't do video. They, they don't, don't do any the, of this the stuff. Pictures. They don't post the videos. It's a waste of space to have these people in here who are not as in love with the culture as we are, and we work so hard to get there, and then it's well, we don't know your name, so we not you're not, a, you're, not you're not on the list. And I'm like, look, I got a I got a two thousand dollar lens on this camera. I came correct. I'm gonna take pictures proper, and I just and he it was a couple times he turned around. He was like, "Yeah, where Brandon go?" I walked in. Yeah, he already walked in. Walked in. I walked in the X File. Yeah, and took pictures of David the Company in it because you know I love the show and I'm glad Fox is bringing it back. I would have walked. My favorite show that I missed um, was Mr. Robot. I wanted to walk into Mr. Robot so bad because I love like the direct creator of Mr. Robot is amazing. He he's got another movie on Netflix called Comet is amazing. He does such good work, and I wanted to walk in there. But I held it back, and I didn't just walk in because it was a huge show. There, it, it's just know? don't take don't take no for an answer. I mean, that's really, no, that's really yeah. what it is. Yeah. They're gonna tell you no. Sometimes you gotta do it anyway. I mean, that's what we've been been getting around to doing is just go. I mean, just do like what I. And sometimes it's more work. Like right now, I've realized that hey, sometimes the topics I talk about on the insanity check might be too much for some people who just want to hear my views on reviews. So now I've separated the the, the, um, the feeds. So now if you just want to hear us talk about the Flash and Asian Shield, go to another feed, you got that there. You might still have some stuff about race, but you can avoid some of the more heavier topics on, on Sandy Check. It's just, it's finding ways to kind of try to sneak people around into to getting them into talking, to thinking about you and, and letting you in. Like I said, we walked in, we walked in a Supergirl and I ended up getting the VP from, uh, from WB's uh, card. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I asked for it. You know, so. I definitely think you need, I think you need a mix of both. Like you could definitely do the bum version because I've done that before, and you definitely have to sometimes just say like, "Look, I can play your game. And I can play it better than you do." Mm -hmm. Well, what do you do? I do this. What about here's all my stats? Here's my top five countries where we're listened to. Yep. Here's my download thing from whatever, whatever. Oh, I have a blog. Check out my blog. It's been around for eight years. Like right. you really can't play me out unless you just don't want me there. Well, I think like, sometimes they expect that if you're a quote unquote minority yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast that you aren't going to have your business together. Right. Like for me, I I play sort of the infiltration game, more of the spook who sat by the door. The movie, by the way. Um. So like for us, we use especially we use uh our most popular show, Black on Black Cinema, to do that, where. It's sort of a head fake, right? You know, it's like, oh, it's a it's a podcast about black films and it's long form and everything else. That's all great. So it's like, hey, black people, come listen to, you know, more detailed information about movies that you know and uh, movies that you don't know. But the thing is, what has ended up happening, uh, unbeknownst to us at first, was we started getting a lot of white listeners, weirdly, like, overseas because they have no exposure. And, you know, I have some white friends who listen to the show. And they're like... You do know we don't get a chance to listen to four black men talk about things just completely unfiltered. Because it's not, it's just four of us in a room. So it's not like there's a white person like, make sure you say this, you know. So <laughs> we just say whatever we want to say. And people, it, it, like a, the reason why I call it a head fake is because you come to listen to Coming to America. Let's talk about that. But what you leave with is, oh, I never saw the spook who sat by the door. Oh, my God, that movie is so real. 
holy shit, it's still real today. I can't believe, and I'm going to go see that. I mean, anytime we did a movie review of the famous Western, pardon my language, but that's the name of the movie, Boss Nigger, and we had white folks like, wow, this movie, I've never heard of this. I can't believe it's called that. I can't believe they made this movie, and here are the reasons why I enjoyed it. That's a way to do a head fake on, for, for black folks to pull them into seeing or listening to something that maybe they wouldn't have normally, and for white folks to give them an insight into, this is what black people are really thinking. We had, just quickly, like, during the Baltimore uprising, which we're out of Baltimore, we did, we recorded, um, we were watching it all in the news, and we, all four of us got on and recorded just an unfiltered talk about it. And it made it onto AV Club's Podmas and everything like that. And we had Patton Oswalt retweet that episode. He was like, oh my God, this is something to really listen to. But it was a perspective of four black guys talking about it, live in this area. I, I mean, where I live was like 10 minutes from where it was happening. Like, that's not something you're ever going to hear on, I hate to keep breaking up the nerds. It's just like the widest podcast I can think of. But like, you're never going to hear that on an NPR show or something like that. It's going to be filtered. It's going to be cut and sliced to be the least offensive. Yeah, we've said that the mayor of Baltimore looked like Terrell sucks. We just said it because we were angry and she hadn't shown up in three hours. And she kind of does. And, and, and she kind of does. But we just said those things and, you know, there's a lot of other... <laughs> Indie media is where authenticity is. Right. Y'all, it ain't going to be safe so, all the time. I think we're, I think we're done now. Oh, man. We... CP time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. One one real quick thing. Can we just have everybody restate um, their outlets and everything else before we get out? Is that is that Okay. Can we have everybody just restate their outlets and where they're where they're from before we um close out? Okay. okay. Sure. Well, thank you everybody for coming to the panel. We really appreciate it. We please for having y'all. Thanks, DC Podfest, and y'all have a good day.